feel like everything's closing in on you, and, and uh, this is the message for you. If you don't know what to do, like, I don't care if it's financial, if it's anxiety, if it's fear, if it's relationships, this is the message, I'm telling you. And uh, I just wrote some notes here because, um, you know, his, <laughs> the whole Bible is about what? Jesus. He was the Word, the message that became flesh. So, because I see people, uh, almost all the teaching I got growing up in Word of Faith, Charismatic, which, and I'm not knocking anything, guys, because I'm, I'm so thankful I went through all of that, because I realized the futility of it, to be honest with you, is um, like, Nathan, you and I were talking about this, like everybody's waiting for the spirits to converge, and all this convergence, and all this language I hear, and I'm like, it converged 2,000 years ago. The, the whole message of that Bible became flesh and dwelt among us and conquered sin and death. That means everything that was falling short of God's glory that he had for mankind now has been conquered, right? And I see the, I see the church more than anybody, to be honest with you, is still trying to conquer. They're still trying to warfare and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, would you just relax? I said, the heathens get this, man. They just relax and go, out, go about their business and things prosper and flourish in their life. It's the Christians that everything's not done yet and we got a war and, and all this and converge and... <sighs> Where's the rest in that? I just don't see any rest. And, you know, the kingdom of God is righteousness, shalom, peace, and joy. And, uh, you know, I joke about it, but I don't see much, in, I don't see much joy in that world. I, I, and so I'm just going to read you a couple notes and show you the good news here, guys, is everything's about Jesus. The message of God about your life is Jesus. His, his name is salvation. And so it's really not any more difficult than that. You know, it's... Uh, the, the Jews that said, you know what, they searched those scriptures day and night, thought, thinking they memorized all of it, and they couldn't find life because it says, you didn't realize it was all pointing to me. And so you can be in the word more and do all these things more and pray more and fast more and warfare more, etc. And and you're going to get into this spiral that it just things get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And you don't know what to do. And I would just tell you, just stop and ask him to save you. That's his name. If you, in English, his name is salvation. And so the, the message of God about your life is simply this, is there was a man, the first Adam, that was not, he was deceived, and he thought he had to go do something to be like God. And I find the church is still there for the most part. They're still trying to do something, and they put different labels on it, and um, just all this kind of strange stuff. But he sent his son that conquered sin and death. He goes, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to destroy death for you. So that now, when we, when, we, when we come out of these physical bodies, we're going to have a glorified body. And we're going to have eternal life in perfection, how he meant it. Now, we can, we can have kingdom of heaven on earth as we speak by looking at him and go, that's the message about our life, is look at that man, Jesus Christ. He's perfect, and that's how God's going to treat me. <sighs> that brings you a rest, in my opinion, and says, you know what? When you were still dead in your sins, what did he do for you? Saved you. You know, and some of the, I'm just going to read this because I was writing some notes. Um, you know, I just wrote, hey, depression, fear, anxiety, financial lack, legal challenges, uh, restoration. I don't care what it is. Anything less than God's perfection for mankind, what he wanted it, is sin. Now, that doesn't mean you're sinning necessarily. That just means we've fallen short of his glory. That he had, his idea for man, we've fallen short. That's all sin is. Does that, does that make sense? And he brought the last Adam bring, to bring us back into perfection and now we're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And so it's not about you having more faith. It's really, if you're trying to do that, I would just tell you, relax and don't do anything. I know it sounds contrary, but 
Just, that's why that whole consider the lilies of the field, um, they don't toil or spin, yet God takes care of them. How, aren't you worth much more than them? Consider the sparrows. Just relax and behold him. Right? So anyway, so I wrote, how do we get out of all this stuff? It says, Jesus is the word of God, the message of God, that logos and rhema of God about you. That's who you are today. That's the whole message. So if you look at scripture and you go, um, depending on who Jesus is talking to, and you guys are pretty well trained up in this now, but if, if, he's, cha- if he's talking to the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees or the multitudes, he talks pretty rough, doesn't he? And people go, well, that's in there. I go, yeah, but that's whenever he talked to the sinner or somebody who was completely by grace, what was his message to them? I heal you. I, I, I perfectly love you. I don't condemn you. I don't judge you. I'll prosper you. I'll do all these things for you. I'll just do it for you. There's no, there's no weirdness to it. So the whole Bible, if you don't understand it, you, you can get in the word more and more and die more and more. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I know it sounds weird because some of you guys were taught, get into the word more. How many of you guys have done that for a lot of years and it got worse? I did. So when I was just this wild, heathen knucklehead, I was enjoying life. I really was. I'm not saying it was all perfect, but things were working in my life because I didn't worry about all the nonsense that you Christians worried about. And then all of a sudden, okay, now you got to come to church. Now you got to get in the word more. Now you got to serve more. You got to tithe more, all this stuff. I go, no, that'll kill you. That'll kill you. The message of God about your life is Jesus. It's salvation. That's the whole word of God about your life. So if you never read the Bible ever again, he's the message about your life. If you behold him, that's who you are. In fact, you'll know more than the guy who is in it day and night. Does that make sense to you guys? Now, if you get into the word more, knowing that I'm going to go see what Jesus did for me more, praise God. Now I'm encouraging you to get into the word more. Does that make sense? But I don't want you to ever feel condemned. If you go, if Jesus is the message about my life, hallelujah. And I, I promise you, if you do that, you'll start to experience it more. And just relax and go, man, you know what? I don't feel like doing that today. I'm just going to enjoy Jesus today. Hallelujah. He'll bless you despite you. It's wonderful. That's the message about your life. I loved you so much. So I just wrote, Jesus is the message about your life. That is the word of God about you. That whole book, he goes, you know what? All these Psalms, these prophets, these, everything was testifying about Jesus. That's why the Jews couldn't find life in it, even though they knew it. They, they knew it like nobody's business. They meditated on it nonstop, but they didn't understand it was about salvation, so they took it legalistically, which killed them, right? Now, the person who goes, you know what? I just, I just have a great outlook about life. Jesus is going to save me. He's going to prosper me. He's going to heal me, despite me. Hallelujah. You know what? You'll find joy in that. You'll find life in that. Amen? So, um, he is the word of God that made flesh. He goes, you know what? All these things, I'm going to make it real clear. I'm actually going to become a man. And if you see what I do and how I treat people, you'll know the message of God about your life. I'll never judge you. I'll always heal you. I'll always take care of you. I'll always love you perfectly. I'll never... Does that make sense to you guys? Okay, so he is the word of God, the message of God about your life. So if you look at Jesus, and we'll talk about that. I'm going to actually give you some clarity today because forever I, I thought, just look at Jesus and the Holy Spirit's going to go to work and do a miracle in your life. <laughs> And I remember just going, how does that work? I was going to look at him and something's going to happen? If you look at him with understanding, now something will happen. If you look at him and behold his glory is what it says. What's glory? There's a perfect man now seated at the throne. And that's the message of God about my life. So if there's something that's not perfection, I can look at that and go, thank you, Father. I can freely receive what's true about Jesus in my life. I just ask you for it. And I thank you that 
You are the faithful one. You are going to make it happen in my life. And I can rest in that fact. That is the message of God about your life. That'll bring life. That's why it says, if you behold his glory, he came and now he has a, it's, he's, he, he became a carnal man. How many of you guys know he died? But his body didn't see corruption is what it said, right? In the Psalms, that's what David said. You won't let my body see corruption. So that you're, there's going to be a day when you pass out of this body that you're going to have an immortal body glorified. So it says, his, behold his glory and the Holy Spirit, this right message about your life will turn you into him. The more you look at him, the more we go, that's the truth about my life. You actually start to live it more. And that's the resurrection power of God that happens through you. Amen? So you guys get this? So the truth is Jesus is us. That's what we can ask and receive. Most of the teaching I had about faith was put right back on me. Uh, in fact, I remember this a lot of time. We would hear these, these, these faith messages. God's done everything he's ever going to do. Crap. <laughs> now what? <laughs> right? That's a bad gospel to me. So get to work and build your faith. <laughs> oh, no. I'm the one who got me into this. If I knew how to get myself out of it, I would do it. Right? That is so untrue, guys. That is so untrue. He, he's still doing everything. You, that, why, would he, why would we ask? Why would he say, hey, ask me? And that ask doesn't mean, oh, please, can I have it, Lord? And this weird teaching, like sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no. It does not say that if you go read scripture. It says, you ask and you shall receive. Hallelujah. So I can rest in that fact. And then, and you've heard me talk about this enough too, is then the faith, must, well, if you really had enough faith, it would happen now, because faith is always now. That'll kill you too. Because it's taken out of context. How many guys have you prayed for something that didn't happen now? And now this teaching got in you that if you really had faith, it would happen right now. Well, I've had all those guys, because I know them all, and I've been in their, all their ministries, I've had all of them pray for things that didn't happen right now. Well, you out of faith, little nerd, you. Right? And then they want, then behind closed doors, though, it, ch it changes. They, they talk to us differently, like, God, I don't know why this isn't working. I go, because that's not what he means. Behold him. That's the message about your life. Rest in that. Like, he's faithful. When you were ungodly, he saved you. Now that you're righteous, how will he not freely give you all things? Just rest in that truth. And you know what? If your faith goes like this, what's, how's he going to treat you? The same. The same. Right? So, I'm just, does that help you guys? Jesus says so. Uh, God's going to do everything he says. Now, it's up to you. That message is not a good message. So, what, what naturally comes out of that, well, if it's not happening right now, what, what, our fleshly nature, what do we want to go do? Do something more or do something less, right? Get out of the world and do this more. That is not the message of God about your life. It is not. And so that's what it said. If there was a command that you could follow to bring you life, then, then the, he would have done it, is what it said. Jesus had to come and save you, and he's still saving you. When you call on his name, his name is salvation, and I'm married to salvation now. He's a good father. He's a good husband. He will take care of us. That's, the, that's what I want you to rest in that fact. So if there's something extremely difficult, just rest in that. You don't need to do something more. And then, then I got into the charismatic movement. Now we need to do spiritual warfare. But there's no rest in that. There's zero, right? They're conquering, binding, loosing. Um, and I'm reading scripture. I go, I don't see them doing this. I don't see Paul doing it. I don't see him doing that, right? All Paul's message was always, don't you know? Don't you know? He would just remind you of what Jesus has done for you. Don't you know? Don't you know? So anyway, um, 
So I, I think we have this, we have this weird uh, this teaching that the battle's not over, and somehow Jesus sort of finished it, but now there's this great battle going on on earth, and sometimes we win, sometimes we lose, depending if we have authority over that spirit or this territory or this principality or whatever. And I just read, you know what? He, the only thing he has against you was those stupid laws that all that could do is condemn you, and he nailed them to the cross, and now every principle, every power is under your feet, and you can enjoy life. He conquered death and everything that came with it, lack, uh, insecurity, fear, anxiety, he conquered that. And he goes, I already conquered it, so you can have joy, even though we are living here, because know that I'm going to get you out of this situation despite you. That's good news and refreshing to me. Amen? So, relax. Go watch the Super Bowl, have some wings, enjoy life, because he's saving us nonstop. Amen? See, if I wrote anything smart. We think God's still battling demons, and we need to participate in this war somehow. And without us warring on earth, somehow he's not going to win. Wait a minute, I thought it was finished. Amen? So, it is finished. Jesus conquered everything. The message you got about our life is Jesus. Amen? So, and see, here's where people get mixed up, is we are so fearfully and wonderfully created if you're looking to do spiritual warfare, the enemy will gladly participate with you. He will gladly participate you, and things will literally manifest, and so now it becomes really real to you, because that's what's, does that make sense to you guys? I remember the first time we, what was that book we read, Frank Peretti's book, I'm like, oh, really? Jeez, I didn't know that was going on. No, what a waste of time. Exactly right. Sorry, nothing wrong with him. It's just like, no, it's finished, man. He, Jesus came and he's conquered everything. Weep no more is what Revelation says. You know what? There's been one man who's worthy to receive honor, glory, power, wisdom, and now you're, you're married to him. So you're worthy to receive it too because one man received it back for us. Amen? So anyway, included in all of that redemption was everything that you need on this life to live it more abundantly. Amen? He came to give us life and live it more abundantly, not to continue the war. That's all I'm trying to tell you, all right? So, does that help you guys? Okay, then let's get out of here. All right. So, this is actually going to be encouraging for most of you guys, despite the title, because if, <laughs> if, you're, if you're like, Lord, I don't know what to do, he's like, finally, I've got you in a place where you can't do anything. And you finally just got to go, Lord, save me, because that's what I've been asking you to do the whole time. Amen? So, See, I think if the message of God about your life is Jesus, he is a son, and also he, the Holy Spirit came to find a bride for the husband, which was Jesus, and we're his bride. So I think if, if uh, when you really start looking at Scripture like that, it'll make a lot more sense to you, and you'll be less angry, you'll have less of these emotional outbursts and warfare and all this nonsense, and you just start to enjoy life and start to live it more abundantly, which is why he came. Does that make sense to you guys? So I see... We did all the stuff that you guys have probably been taught and going through, and I just don't see any victory in it. We, we sing these songs like, hey, victory's here. Well, no, it's not, because the spirits need to converge, and we need this guy to prophesy over us and do all this stuff, and then somehow we'll receive victory. There, all those guys have good intentions, but they don't teach you from day one, you're complete in Christ, nothing lacking. Nothing lacking. There's nothing wrong with you anymore. Hallelujah. Right? Now your body will actually start to heal when you rest in that. You, you know what? You'll make better decisions without worrying about whether you hurt him or not. Amen? That's all I'm trying to show you. There's a rest in the new covenant. It's like, just let me do it. I'm, I came to save you. That's why, who I am. And I came to give you life and live it more abundantly. 
Does that make sense to you guys? Okay. So if you're going through nonsense, this is going to be good news to you. All right. So this is just a little recap. What I've, most of the teaching I received on faith was from Old Covenant High Priest, cold and inflexible. Hey, everything that God's already done, he's already done it. Now ignore your feelings and have faith. Wow. That is a weird husband to me. See, if you put it in these relationships, it's a weird dad too. So I don't go, Solomon, you know, just almost 17. I go, Solomon, I'm stop being dad now. You got everything you need. I'll never be dad to you again. It's all up to you, man. Or even worse, sweetie, I married you. Did everything I'm going to do? No, it's all up to you. That's, that's the word of faith, isn't it? And charismatic says, Here's the deal. I married you. Now we're going to spiritually battle. I'm going to cast Jezebel out of you forever and release this spirit and loose that spirit and bind this thing over my house and do all this stuff. What a, let's have a great marriage. Somehow the spirits are going to converge and I'm going to, 2017 is going to be an amazing year and this, that. I hear these guys same every year. Like, when do you finally get complete in Christ? When do you get to the new covenant? We're there. Amen? You see what I'm trying to say? In a loving relationship, I go, sweetie, you know what? You need anything. All you need to do is ask because you're a joint heir with me. And I'm going to do the best I can. Now, if I understand that as an earthly father, how much more a heavenly father? He wants you to rest in him, okay? So, uh, you get all this stuff, right? Somehow you're going to do something to get your breakthrough. That's really where we come. And I would just tell you, that is not resurrection life. That's not resurrection power. When you behold him and you go, God, that's the truth about my life, and just rest in that. Go, Lord, thank you that he is a perfect man. That's how you're going to judge me, heal me, prosper me. When I look at Jesus, that's the message of God about my life. Now that thing comes from the inside, and your heart starts to heal. You start to, this isn't very hard. The simplicity of Jesus, don't be beguiled by all the weirdness. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Amen? So, okay. Um, because we've all done this. We've prayed and fasted more. We've gotten into the word more. We've, we've, we've followed the prophets more. We've gotten touches more. We've gotten anointed more. We've did this more. And how many guys have ever had it go worse? To me it was, and I would go through, Barb knows this, and Nathan, you and I talk about this stuff all the time. They have these people have their followings. And then the worst is like, hey, you know what? Sow into him and you'll participate in the anointing. That's an absolute crock. Sorry. Can I say that? Reg, you said some other things. I'll let you say that up here. <laughs> so I said, he's not offended by any of that. He's, he's not a high priest that doesn't understand any of that. He loves us perfectly despite us. Amen? I told her, I said, every now and then it's just fun to just freak out. Right? <laughs> Got that off my chest a little bit. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. But then the word of faith is like, no, don't say that. Well, it's already in there and I said it. So... Follow me? We got to a weird lore when we were in Bible school. Like, we'd be at the elevator. You're going down? No, don't say that. We're only going up. I go, no, I see you're going down. And I'm just getting in the elevator and I'm going down, but your life is going down because you're into such legalism and spiritual warfare, you can't see straight. Right? I see there's a man seated on the throne and that's how he's going to judge me in perfection forever the rest of my life. Hallelujah. That's the convergence of everything. That's what it literally says in Scripture. It says at the bookends of time, these two covenants, he had this mystery that it was going to be in Christ. He's going to restore everything back to himself, both Jew and Gentile. Every nation is now back into one. And there's nothing between God and man ever again. That's what that scripture is all about. Isn't that beautiful? 
So the old covenant went away. The new covenant started, but it wasn't completely yet. 40 years later, it was complete. Now we're in it. Amen? The convergence of time, it happens. Hallelujah. So don't worry about converging. It converged 2017 years ago, whatever it is. And then they'll worry, well, it's not this calendar. It's this calendar. Would you just stop? Just relax. Right? All right. So Hebrews 4, if you go look at it, Hebrews 4 is about entering his rest. And it said the old covenant were types and shadows. It says all these things were for our, for our edification and learning. So the old covenant, they, the, the blood of the lamb was put on the outside of the lentils, right? At Passover, when they came out of Egypt. True? And it's on the outside, because all the old covenant was about wash your outside, do this outside. And that was even why Jesus turned water into wine into those... Uh, vessels, because those were the cleansing vessels where they washed their outside. They said, you know what? I'm going to turn it into wine. It's going to be what's inside now. And they're going to be a new wineskin so they can receive the Holy Spirit, which is the new wine. You can't receive the Holy Spirit being in the old covenant. They don't mix. That's what he's talking about. Follow me? So the Moses was a, a servant unto his house, and he said that his first miracle, he turned water into what? Blood. Jesus is... The last Adam, what was his first miracle? Water into wine. Life and celebration. Let's party. Amen? No more blood. Exactly right. Because it's inside you. Exactly right. That was, a, hey, and so guess what? For 40 years, they wandered around. Yeah, they came out of Egypt. For 40 years, they were wandering around between covenants, but they didn't enter into the new covenant. They didn't go across the river Jordan into the promised land. Follow me? So the, the new covenant reality is what? He showed the Jews, hey, I was the real lamb. I showed the world that I was it. But there was a 40-year period where they didn't enter in. And at the end of that, the old one was completely gone. And now there's a new one. So it's time to cross over the River Jordan. And now it's not a physical land. What is it? The promises are yes and amen. See, that was the first the physical, now the spiritual. There's a spiritual truth to all those physical things that you saw. And it was all wrapped up in Jesus. That's the old and new covenant. So the truth about your life is he came to save you and he's continued to save you. Just ask him and he'll miraculously save you from whatever you're going through right now. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. And you can relax. You can even freak out every now and then. And your unbelief might be more than your belief. It's okay. (laughs) Because how much belief did you have when you were dead in your sins and he sent his son? Zero. So how much do you need now? None. Aren't you persuaded more when you go, it's going to be okay. He loves you perfectly. He's going to save you versus, so we, we, we got this weird relationship. I know I married you, but now it's going to depend on your unbelief being lower than your belief. There's got to be a balance here. Then I'll be married to you. But you know what? If you do the wrong thing, tick me off, I'm going to leave. That's called Christianity in most churches today. That's so bizarre to me. He's a loving, he goes, man, I made it so simple for you. I sent my only son. I love you so much. I'm going to heal you, prosper you. I'm going to treat you like the the most beautiful bride in the world. That's my message to you. And the Jewishness was, you know what? If you're a son, not a servant in the house, then everything that's in the house is yours for free. You guys get it? What if you were a bad steward? Still a son, right? Right? I'm just trying to free you up from all the weird teaching that we've got, because uh, I'll probably, I need to start teaching on these parables, because people are so mixed up about Jesus' parables. And here's, how many guys know parables are like there's a hidden meaning about a real meaning? Does that make sense? So we, and Jesus said this, he says, listen, I talked unto the multitudes 
I never talk to the multitudes without a parable, and with a parable, I talk to them not. So how many of you guys know when he's ever talking to the multitudes, it's a parable? It, he's, <laughs> it says it, right? But we think, we, we take these words that Jesus is saying to the multitudes like, nope, this is it. No, he said that's not it. I never talk to the multitudes without a parable. So it's, it's, he's teaching you something that's a, a greater reality. Follow me? And most of it, to be honest with you, had to do with, hey, this old covenant, this Jewish nation, um, you thought you were the bomb because he gave you the oracles and everything else and all the promises. But he goes, you know what? Your father's the devil. And I see Christianity today like, no, I know this much of the Bible and I know this and that. Like, no, no that's, that's, that's completely workspace, guys. The whole message is about Jesus and he's going to heal you, save you, etc. And I just see this inflexible old covenant yet where if this is how it's going to be, I'm a high priest that doesn't understand how you feel. And, but just ignore your feelings. The facts don't count. The feelings don't count. It's all about faith. And I see these angry teachers, etc. And they're, a good test is, are their kids okay? It's a really good test. I know it's not perfect because kids ultimately have their own decisions. But I look at a lot of these ministers' kids and I go, I don't think I want that, to be honest with you. And it's not your fault if you've done it because you, you, that's what you were taught. And you brought this legalism onto the kids and the kids just rebel at some point. I was king of that, man. I'm like, really? That's, that doesn't look like any fun to me. So I'm out. I'm going to Golden Flames and we're going to party today, right? You church people, you have your little thing. So, so anyways, I don't, this whole Hebrews 4 is about entering his rest. So he said, listen, you're going, to, you're going to cross over this river Jordan and there's going to be all, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be amazing. It's all these things. And they entered not because of what? They didn't believe it. So, and he goes, if Joshua could have brought them rest. He wouldn't have said there's still a rest for everybody. That was a type and shadow of the real rest, which is brought in by Jesus. There, you don't have to work for anything anymore. You're not a servant. You're not serving God. You're a son in the house, enjoying him serving you, participating in what he's doing for you. Does that make sense? You're a son, and I'm a bride. Got it? So now let's read Hebrews 4. The word of God. What is the word of God? How many of you guys know you can get into the word more and die? The Jews knew it by heart. They, they couldn't get into it anymore. And what happened to them? They died. Because they didn't know the word of God, the message, the whole thing was pointing to Jesus. So I'll take a guy that understands the new covenant any day over the tongue-talking, I get into the Bible more than you, uh, pray fast more than you anytime. I go, yeah, but you're angry. And this person's over here just enjoying life, prospering. Not sick. And I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm just like, just live your life, man, knowing that you're okay. And he's going to take care of you no matter what. Despite you, that's the good news. The covenant between the Father and Jesus representing you. And now he's seated at the right hand and he's conquered everything that you're going through. Hallelujah. And if he did that when I didn't deserve anything, that's the whole, Paul's whole message. How much more will I freely give it to you now? Just stop doing what you're doing and just ask me to save you and I'll, I'll gladly do it because that's my name. I participate in my name. My name is I saved man and I came to just save you because you're mildly stupid. And so am I. That's what I'm trying, get what I'm trying to say? We just are. How many of you guys know that I don't care what kind of success you've had, whether it's financial, marital, whatever, I go, it's all him. Because he, he put it in your heart that I could go do this. Right? He gives you the will and the to-do. So sometimes we see prosperity in some area of our life, and over here it's lacking. I go, all that means is we don't believe him in that area of our life yet. We still think it's up to us. Right? So there's certain parts where you just go about confidence. Like, hey, I know this is going to work, and this is going to work, and how many of you guys know it usually works? 
But in other parts, we got to warfare, do all this stuff, pray, get the right man of God to heal you and speak, and all these, blah, blah, blah. Right? And I, I just make me shake my head sometimes. I'm like, what is going on? Don't be beguiled by the simplicity that that's who we are. I can rest in that, all right? So, for the word of God, which is Jesus, the message of God about your life is living and active, sharper than any double two-edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. What is he saying here? If you behold Jesus and go, that's the truth about your life now. I just blew it, Lord. God, I can't get rid of this addiction. I can't get rid of this fear, this anxiety. Behold him, is what it says. That is the truth about your life. And you know what? When you realize, like, Lord, that's me today. You're going to freely give me that. Now you enter into this rest, and it says, that message of God about your life heals not only your bones and marrow, it heals your spirit and your soul. It heals all three parts of you. That's what he's trying to say. That dividing asunder means it's, I distribute to any part of you that needs it, spirit, soul, and body, that message that you're perfect, guilt-free, righteous, holy, everything. That's the truth about me. That, that'll start to take care of every part of your body. That's what he's trying to say. Your spirit, soul, and body. You guys, you guys understand that? It brings a rest. How do you know? That's where I, to stop doing what I'm doing. Lord, I just ask you to save me. Save this area of my life. And then the, the resurrection power will start doing it, guys. I'm just telling you, when you rest like that. Follow me? Does that make sense to anybody? It, it doesn't come from worrying more. Uh, and I would just ask you to check yourself. If you think it comes from that, how's it going? I know, I, I know after we were going down that road for a lot of years, and we were, you're zealous just like us. We want to please God so much, we'll do anything. Lord, whatever you tell us to do, we'll do it. Well, that sounds like Mount Sinai to me. That's what the Jews said. Lord, whatever you tell us to do, we'll do it. And he goes, really? Here's 10, try these. <laughs> this isn't even everything. This isn't all 613, this is just 10. And what's the first one they did? They, they violated. The first one, right? He was trying to show them it's impossible. Let me save you. Don't you try to do this thing on your own. You'll mess it up, trust me. That's why Abraham, when he saw, Lord, how will I know you're going to be God and I'm going to be your guy? And he's trying to do the ravens. He's like, Abraham, would you just stop? I got this exactly right. In fact, if you're involved at all, it's going to be a mess. Right? You don't need the spiritual war anymore. You don't need to go find the prophet. You don't buy anything because all New Testament prophecy is about the testimony of Jesus is what it says. Amen? So anyway, the word of God about your life is Jesus. And when you see that there's a perfect man who's conquered everything, now you can freely receive that. And just rest in that. And don't worry about whether you had enough faith and not enough faith, etc. Because you didn't have any faith when he died for you and were ungodly. So he'll, he'll freely give it to you now that you're righteous and back in the family. That's why it says, you've never prayed anything in my name. Literally, that what that, and you guys heard me say this. It doesn't mean you shouted Jesus loud at the end. You're praying in tongues and at the end, Jesus, and all the stuff I grew up with. And somebody fell down and feather came out of the sky or something. I don't, and I just go, your life's a mess. Your life's a mess because you never got to the new covenant yet. All the promises are now yes to you because there's a perfect man that represents you. And I can rest in that truth. Lord, I blew it again. Welcome to the family. Come back in, prodigal son. <laughs> That's right? That's why I sent my son, because I knew you'd blow it again. But guess what? Here's why it's such wildly good news. I'll still heal you, favor you, bless you, prosper you, as if you never left. Isn't that awesome? 
That's the new covenant. So, all right. So, let's keep going here. So, the message of Jesus has conquered everything. We, we sang that today, didn't we? Victory is here. Whatever. I can't do it like Laura, but... So, we sing all these praise and worship songs, we're all excited, and then now get to the serious stuff, right? Now warfare and battle as if it's not here. And somehow I'm going to, I'm going to conquer the spirit that's already been conquered by me doing something. I don't know. I don't know. Versus Paul goes, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, because in it is the power unto salvation. There's resurrection power when you go, that's me now today. Thank you, Father. My life doesn't look like it right now, but it's okay because you don't treat me based on me. You treat me based on Jesus. <sighs> Amen? So, all right. So he's conquered everything. It brings a rest and heals our body, soul, and spirit, honestly. It's, it's okay. You know, like people are like, I'm standing in faith for my body. You know what? If you need to go to the doctor, go. Go, you'll feel better about yourself. You know, there's no, and, and you know what, if you're like, you know what, I, I, I just have a peace in my heart and a rest, because most of the time I'm like, I'm standing on faith, I don't see any rest there. I see this angry person that's completely in doubt if we really got into their dark crevices of who, what they believe. Follow me? Now, if God rises something up in you, no problem. You, you'll, know whether, you'll know if it's genuine or not, because there won't be any doubt. Follow me? There's been times where I go, oh, I know I'll pray for this person. They'll be healed. There's other times like, well, I'll pray for you, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Right? And I'm just trying to be as honest as I can. So we'll pray for anybody all the time. But I know when I know. There's there, that's, that's, you know. And if it's not there, don't act like it's there. Let him save you. Does that help you guys? So, because I've, <laughs> you, you guys know. You've been around them all too. So. Anyway, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Let's bring some clarity to this, then there's one more scripture and we'll be done. Um, now the Lord is the Spirit. And what he's comparing here is Spirit versus you, flesh. Okay? So Jesus is the Spirit, this, this thing that should motivate you now. All right? So Jesus is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Freedom from what? Everything the first Adam lost. Financial lack. Uh, everything. You're free from death. Because that's what death brought that all in. Follow me? That's not his plan for you. So you're free from all of it. That's what I'm trying to say. And don't beat your... Here's the worst part. Because of all the faith teaching, the charismatic teaching, etc. When you're going through this stuff... Guys, we have problems too. It's not like we don't. But we're pretty joyful most of the time knowing that... You know what? He's going to take care of us. There's a rest in that to me. Follow me? So don't... Don't be condemned by feeling condemned. If you feel condemned, it's okay. Because it says, I'm going to show you, Jesus isn't a high priest that doesn't go, just ignore the facts. Word of faith teaches that, but Jesus doesn't teach that. Jesus goes, I'm not a high priest that doesn't understand exactly what you're going through, bro. It sucks. I get it. And you're at the end of yourself, and it's just, it, you don't know where to go. Call on me. Because I don't fault find. I just save. That's who I am. Isn't that beautiful? So just ignore the facts. The facts you want to give him some facts, right? Size 11 fact. That's what I want to give you. I want, like, I don't want to hear that anymore. I want to hear Jesus is going to take care of me. That's what I want to know. Amen? So, now the Spirit of the Lord is there's liberty. There's freedom. You're not under this old covenant system based on you. There's freedom. Okay? So, but where we all with unveiled face, what was the veil? The law kept you from Jesus. Hey, you need to do all these things in order to go to the throne. But now Jesus, when he died, when he said it's finished at 3 p.m. on the cross, what happened? 
the veil <laughs> torn. Now anybody, that was the tabernacle of David. The tabernacle of David, maybe this will some, help some of you guys too. The tabernacle of David, there was no veil. All there was was new covenant song and every tongue and tribe could go in. We're still trying to make the tabernacle of David. Like, oh, you don't understand the symbol. The law was a type and shadow of a reality that's spiritual. The spiritual reality is there's no veil anymore. All we do is we give him the calves of our lips. We worship him. We praise. We, we dance. We do whatever we want. Why? Because it's such good news. There's no death anymore. I don't need to sacrifice anything anymore. This new covenant, there's no veil. We can just go in and worship. That's the tabernacle of David. It was a type and shadow of the real thing today. Follow me? So by... We don't have to make the tabernacle of David. It was, a, it was a spiritual truth that's already true today. Does that help you guys? All there is is spirit, dancing, worship, and every, because victory's here. But no, not unless you warfare enough. No, there's no victory anymore. Now you're miserable again. Right? The victory's here. How? Behold him. <laughs> that's what this says. So, with unveiled face, we don't have anything separating us from God anymore. There's no law. Beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord. What is the glory of the Lord? Jesus in his glorified body. That's who he is. There's a glorified man today. Behold, look at him. You can go straight to the throne. That's the truth about your life. He's perfect in every way. Hallelujah. That's the glory. We beheld his glory is what it says. What, what were they beholding? Jesus. So the behold, we behold his glory. His, hey, I was a man that was carnal just like you, but I've conquered death. Now I can't ever die ever again. And every truth about God about your life is now true to you. Behold, look at his glory. And that's the truth about you. Amen? I, I, for years, I would ask people, what's his glory? And they would, they would give me the, the doxa and the weight and the da-da-da. Still didn't help me. I'm a pretty practical Iowa farm kid. Those are all nice Bible school words, but it doesn't help me. What's his glory? I <laughs> See, I just think he made it simple. What's his glory? John says that. Listen, we touched him, we felt him, we beheld his glory. The glorified man, the perfect man, he's now perfect again. There was a man who was perfect death came in. Now his glory again is he's perfect again because of Jesus. That's his glory. You guys get it? Okay. So behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. So what's he trying to say? When you look at Jesus, know that that's you. That's what he's trying to say. Look at him. That's the truth about your life. Just keep your eyes on him. No, get into the word more. Fine. As long as you know that I'm going to see what he's already done for me. But if you're trying to get it to memorize scripture, eh, you're going to, because guess what? There'll be something that you didn't memorize. Right back to where he started. There's no, there's no covenant I can rely on again, right? You see what I'm trying to say? <laughs> Anytime it's back up to you, it's not the new good news. Exactly right. I can't remember Jack exactly right. She's pretty good at it. People, I, I, I go, I have to cheat. I have to speak old English. And so I try to remember, I get on Google. This is the easiest way to do it, guys. What's that scripture about this? I don't know. Let's just Google it. The only thing memorizing is good for is jeopardy and death. The Jews memorized it all and they died. That's all it's good for. Right? I'm just, I'm trying to be as real as I can. You can be the blessed man in the world and never crack that thing. Because you're just beholding him. That's the truth about my life. Hallelujah. And the spirit will teach you all things. Hallelujah. Amen? That's who you are, man. Hey, stop trying to get this portal to open up. You don't even need to yell. You don't even, you, you know what? 
You just talk to me because I'm in you and you're in me and we're seated together, right? You don't need to go, Jesus, like, like he needs to turn his hearing day down. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? He's not old and he's, you know what I'm talking about? Some of you guys, your hearing aid starts to whistle. We think he doesn't hear us, right? He hears us perfectly. He hears us perfectly. So anyway, beholding as the mirror, the glory of the Lord Jesus. And if we do that, guess what? We will be transformed into that same image from glory to glory. What? By that spirit, that Holy Spirit, that you're holy, you're set apart, you're perfect. He poured out his spirit into all the earth. And now we all, we all can partake of this thing and just goes, that's the truth about your life. Don't let any of this other teaching get you messed up. It's all spiritual today. It's what you believe in your heart, not what you do on the outside. Does that make sense? Does that help you? Okay, let's finish this up. All right. So now let's go back to Hebrews. The whole thing was about enter into his rest, meaning you don't have to work for things anymore. Okay? It's a rest for your heart. The old covenant was stop doing all these physical things. The new covenant, he goes, that wasn't the real rest. That was just a picture. The new covenant rest is now all the promises are yes. It's not a land. It's a truth about you. Follow me? So that's why you don't need to walk around your house yelling at it. Because <laughs> the old covenant says, Abraham, as far everywhere where your foot shall tread shall be given you. Because it was a physical reality. It was a type and shadow of something that was real that made it true about Jesus. It was not a, a land of promise. It's promise says something to believe in the new covenant. Does, does that make sense? Does that, does that make sense to you guys? So, okay. Um, you can go walk around Jerusalem and everything else, but it's Babylon. But, well, that messes up my theology, Right? <laughs> It said there was a, a mixture of old and new covenants there. That's Babel. It's confusion. And that's where I see most of Christianity. They're trying to pick things out of the old and pick things out of the new. Listen, be careful of, of Old Testament messages, lessons from whatever. <laughs> You're the new tabernacle. All the, all the truth about your life is he tabernacles with you. Hey, if you're Messianic, you want to live in a tent for eight, ten days, whatever code is, fantastic. I'm going to sit there and watch the Super Bowl and eat wings in my house, not in a tent. Because the whole picture was, there's going to be a day where I tabernacle with men, and I'm the new tabernacle today. His spirit dwells with me, and he'll never leave me. Even if I grieve his spirit. Because all grieving his spirit is, listen, I'm trying to tell you a truth that there's a spiritual truth now about your life. And if you don't receive it, you're not going to enter into the rest and enjoy what all these people are enjoying. Because you don't believe it's true. You still think you have to battle, do all this stuff, eat right. All... No, it's over. He conquered all of it. Does that help? If you're bipolar, it'll fix it. It will. Because you, you know what? It touches your spirit, your soul, and your body is what it says. It divides asunder everything you need. So if you... And, Listen, don't be condemned if you have any of those issues. Just go, Lord, I know I'm, I'm, I'm whacked right now, but just save me. Because the truth about my life, there's, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm complete in Christ. And let that get into your heart. That's it. That is now you'll be changed by that spirit, the thing that animates you. The spirit is, is not only his breath, but it means something that animates. Animates means brings to life. Follow me? Now, God's, God created us so divinely, so in his image, that if we believe the wrong thing, what happens? It animates. The wrong thing actually animates. Follow me? And they go, no, listen, Mike, look, because I'm doing this, and, you know, I'm battling these things. Look, there's things on my body. Yes, it's coming to life. But when you just go, the battle's over, they'll go away. They won't animate. 
his shalom will start to animate. Does that help? See, because that's where I think the charismatics get a little strange to me because they're, they're battling demons. It's real. It's, things are, there's physical things manifesting. That's what it says. The spirit is something that you believe so much in you because we're so created divinely. It actually brings it to life and it starts to animate. Follow me? <sighs> then there's the guy in Columbia or whatever, Joseph Prince's book, and he goes, Jesus just loves you. You don't have to feel guilty ever again because there's something in your life that there's some guilt and shame there yet. And you don't know it's over. There's a man seated on the throne who's perfect. And even though you got all this stuff going on, that's how I see you. I see you as perfect, and I'm going to treat you that way. I'm going to love you that way like you're the best bride in the world. That will start to animate. Follow me? You'll be changed into his glory, is what it says. Literally, by that spirit that brings something to life, that I'm okay. I'm perfect. I'm righteous. I'm holy. I'm perfect, despite me. Thank you, Lord. I can rest. Follow me? All right, so, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. What does that mean? The old high, the old high priest says, was well, kind of like a word of faith preacher. This is it. It's all up to you now. How many of you guys know that is not a high priest that understands how we feel? In fact, we were taught the opposite. Ignore your feelings. How many of you guys were ever taught that? Just ignore your feelings. I'm like... No, that wife is about to hit him over the head with a bat. He, we cannot ignore those feelings. Does that make sense? This is going to be bad if we ignore these feelings. And guess what? They get angry and more and more tense. And like, this Christian thing does not work. Because it's still, you're still trying to do it. So, hey, listen, what he's trying to say here, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our what? So what if, you're, what if your unbelief is a little bit more than your belief? Jesus goes, I've been there. I, I was a fully man with all the emotions you have, everything. I experienced it at all. I experienced all of every, everything, all sin. That, that just is, doesn't mean our bad actions, our bad behavior. He goes, everything that fell from glory, I experienced all of it on me. So I get it. In my words, I would say, dude, relax. I get it. Just come to me. Come boldly to the throne is what it says. Amen? Because you don't have to worry about me ever judging you or anything, because I, I know how you feel, and you know what? I was the only one that could be perfect. And some of us, we get into stressful positions. You make bad mistakes. You do whatever. You, you do this to your wife. You do this to your husband. You do this to your kid. I get it. He goes, I get it all. Because I went through every emotion, yet I didn't succumb to it. So I'm not a high priest like Old Covenant, where it's written on rules of stone, where, you know, this is how it is. Because Scripture says, I read it. I, I memorized that Scripture, and this is what it says. Yeah, but the message of God your life is Jesus. So scripture said when the woman caught in adultery, which was scripture, what did it say to do to her? Stoner. So the, here's scripture going, word of God, Jesus. The Bible says we should stoner. What do you say? See, the, the message of God is a lot different than the Bible. A lot of times, if you read it from a legal lens. Does that make sense? You got to know what does Jesus say about you? Because I didn't come to condemn you. I came to bring you back into perfection. What you said, Reg, it's now it's impossible for you ever to fall short again because there's this perfect man now and I judge every man based on his perfection. You cannot fall from his grace. Now, you can believe you can and it'll manifest, but if you behold him, like, no, that's the truth about my life. Now there's a finally a rest. Does that help? Okay, so if you, if you got any of these things, financial lack, anger, uh, pick one. I don't really care because I, I don't want you to think I'm talking to you. Um, 
<laughs> because it, so I've, learned, I've learned long ago, if I've missed one thing, like wearing mixed fabrics, I'm guilty of it all. How many guys walked a distance yesterday? Then all of the curses are going to fall on you. Deuteronomy 28, 15 on. It says, if you diligently hearken do everything in there, not even wear mixed underwear, right? That's why a lot of these religions, they wear holy underwear. It's like, no, there's an old covenant. You don't need to do that anymore. You can wear Hanes. It doesn't matter, whatever, right? Because <laughs> I, I have lots of friends who are still doing that. I'm like, you, you, really, you wear that? That's, that's, that's okay, I guess. But it was just a picture of you can't sweat. You had to wear linen. You couldn't have wool, which made you sweat. You guys get it? So if, I, if, if you walked more than a little ways yesterday, then you adulterer you. You've mixed covenants. Now, what was the real solution? What did he want them to do? It's okay, bring a lamb. But the Jews go, I'm going to kill them because they broke the law. He goes, you've missed the whole thing. The whole thing was you cannot do it. I'm going to provide a lamb for you to bring you back into perfection. Does that make sense? So the word of God about your life is I'll never judge you. I'll always heal you. I'll always bless you. So let's just finish this up. So he was in tempted always yet without sin. So if one man was tempted in all ways in perfection in the garden, he failed. The last Adam, Jesus, went out to the desert. There's no food. There's no water. There's nothing. And did he, was he deceived when the enemy came to him? He was telling him the same thing. I've heard a lot of weird teachings on this stuff too. Well, if he didn't have authority, if he had authority to give this, I said, wait a minute. All he's trying to do, he already was the son of God. He already owned everything. He knew it. He goes, and the devil comes, listen, if you want all these kingdoms, the first Adam was deceived. Hey, if you really want to be like God, then perform. Eat from this tree of knowledge of good and evil. Sounds good. I can do it, right? Jesus, the enemy comes to him, not in the desert. I mean, not in the garden with perfection. He, he was, had this, the weight of the world on him. No food, no drink, etc. right? And what does the enemy come to him? The exact same message. Hey, if you want all this stuff, what was the truth about Jesus? He already had it. I've heard every teaching but that. He just wasn't deceived. He wasn't deceived. And I've heard every other teaching, well, if he had the authority, you know, the only way he could do this if he had the authority. No, he, he deceived the first Adam, which is just a trick. It says that his tricks never change. It means it was still a trick. So he came to Jesus in the desert and said, listen, if you really want all this stuff, then just bow down and worship me. And I heard all this weird teaching, and Jesus knew I was the son of God already. I'm a son of the house, and I own it all already. Devil, get away from me. And he was not deceived. So he's not a high priest that, does, that, that finds fault, is what it says. Like the old covenant priest, like, Reg, this is what's wrong with you. And there's a lot, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Amen. No, I know. That's not the high priest we have now. What's the high priest we have now? <laughs> I'm talking to myself too, trust me. So, but, <laughs> but was in all points tempted as we are, yet didn't fall from the glory. He knew who he was all the time, amen? So let us therefore, if that's true, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. If you've got all kinds of mess in your life, can you boldly come to the throne? Yeah. Nope, go back to where you last heard God. <laughs> no, that is not true. Well, if you give me 75 bucks, I'll give you personal prophecies. That's the one I've ever, that's the worst I've ever heard. I'm like, you are totally marketing the free news. I cannot believe this. So into me. And then you'll participate in the glory. No, the glory is there's a man that's perfect already, and I behold him, and I receive, the Spirit changes me into that. Hallelujah. Now, that wants, now I want to be generous, but it's not a command. It's something I want to be generous of. 
God, you, you love me that much? That's like, we don't understand this. Sweetie, I love you tons. I love to give her gifts. Not because I read the book. Five love languages. So I go, that'll mess you up. Because it's something you're trying to do again that only the Spirit can do. Does that make sense? Because guess what? You'll never do it quite right, and then you're going to come see me in my office. My wife doesn't do this, and she doesn't iron my shirts, and she gives me gifts. and the, That's not my love language. It's because you don't feel loved. Bottom line. I don't care. It's not a language. <laughs> Does that help you guys? No, I get it. Like, but guess what? If I constantly gave her gifts but treated her like dirt, even if gifts was her love language, how would she like me? She'd punt me after a while, right? No, no, no. I'm feeling your love language, sweetie. See, it's all external things that we can do versus the Holy Spirit's the only thing that can do it. It's the only thing. Amen? Does that help? Because you can be good in your willpower for a while until you don't feel like it. You get ornery someday and they're like, oh, heck with that love language. And now what? <laughs> Something else came out. <laughs> Does that make sense? So now we got to go cast that spirit out of you. So that's not true, by the way. I'm just, that's what, that's what most people do. So, if we find ourselves in any kind of weakness, what are we supposed to do? Come boldly to the throne. Come boldly to the throne. His name is salvation, right? He's our father. He's our husband. Hallelujah. And he treats us as if we're the best, perfect bride, irons our shirts, gives me this, rubs my head, washes my feet, spoils me, pampers me like the bride I am. Man, I feel loved. Does that make sense to you guys? So, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may, what? Here's what's going to happen. If you just ask him to save any area of your life right now, what's going to happen? You can obtain mercy. Mercy just means you don't get what you deserve. I'm not a high priest that, yeah, Scripture does say that. And if we base it on that, yeah, you should be stoned. But that's not the message of God about your life. You're beholding Jesus, who's a high priest that doesn't feel for us. He knows our weaknesses. He goes, you know what? You're going to obtain mercy and supernatural favor, that's all grace is, when you need it. So if you need it, what are we supposed to do? Just ask him and leave it at that. Rest in that. Behold him. Not the demon over your house. Not the warrior. Not the prophet, prophetess. Behold him. Because if it's true prophecy, it's everything's about what he's already done for you. Does that make sense? Does that help? So get to your feet. You Got to get to the Iowa-Nebraska game. <laughs> right, Jay? It says there's a big game today. I said, Sulin, you know what it is? Iowa and Nebraska are playing. So, and I mean this, guys. If there's something, disaster is happening, everything's closing in on your life, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about what you have or haven't done. That's an old covenant mindset. The new covenant mindset is you're my bride, you're my son. Everything I have is freely yours. Just come boldly to the throne and you're going to obtain mercy and grace, supernatural favors. Does that help you guys? So you can pray however you want. I'm just going to pray. But here's what we know. Behold that scripture. You will obtain mercy and grace. If you need supernatural favor in your finances, you'll obtain it. Isn't that beautiful? It doesn't really matter how. Okay? If you need supernatural restoration, he'll restore it. And you know what? If it, if, and I think sometimes, you know, people, listen, you cannot control people. So if God doesn't touch somebody's heart, if you're in this relationship, etc., he will, he will bring you to a place with something else that afterwards you look back and go, I can't believe it's this good. Just serious. You'll obtain it. Amen? Because he's that good, and he's that loving, and he's that faithful. It's not about your faith anymore. It's about the faithful one. Who, it was always about him. The message of God about your life is Jesus Christ. Does that help? 
Okay, so Father, we love you, we praise you, we magnify you. Father, just let them enter into the rest. There's such a rest in the new covenant. There's nothing for them to do. If there's something for them to do, it'll just be natural to them. They won't have to build up willpower. They won't have to do anything. You'll, you'll produce the will and the to-do in them. It'll just be natural to them. So, Father, just let them be loved by you as the perfect bride, as the perfect son, as if they've never made any mistakes. Father, if they need supernatural help in their finances, they, they will obtain it. They just ask you, Jesus, you're the Savior. We're not our own saviors. We're bad at it. But you're perfect at it. That's what you do. That's why you came. You came to bring us back to life. You took death. So you took our sin, our weakness, our fear, our anxieties. And you know what? You don't judge us if we have any of those. Because you're not a high priest that doesn't... You know exactly how we feel, Lord. Some of these people are at the very end of themselves. Almost, they're, they're, in fact, they're to the place where they want to take their life. But they don't need to. Because you know what? You already did. You laid down your life so that we can just enjoy you. And no matter what the situation looks like, it's going to be okay. You'll restore it to a place that's glorified. And we just thank you for that, Father. Father, if there's something going on in the relationships, etc., just supernaturally heal them. And if, you know what? If they can't, then bring them something better. Bring them to a place where it's even better than they could even imagine. We just thank you. That's how good you are. Father, if they need, if they need anything, if they need healing in their bodies, let them just rest. If they if need healing in their minds, their souls, just rest. Let them see you, that you're perfect, and that's how you're going to treat them. You love them perfectly. They can stop the internal battle, everything, and just rest. And we just thank you for that, Father. We thank you for the miracles that are going to take place as we just behold you and are changed into you. And we just thank you for that. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen, amen. You're released in Jesus' name.